0: Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out at our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. What I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, I just, I just don't know if it moves fast enough for them. Does that make sense? There's just not a lot going on. If you're to compare those old shows, I'll this way, those old shows with shows we have today, what's one of the differences? Well, the new ones are, okay, trash, bad writing. I'm just joking. There's some good, really good shows out there, but what's the difference? Like, the scene cuts are fast. I mean, it's, the storyline moves fast, the character development moves fast. Everything about the show is so much faster paced. It's, there's more, there's more uh, uh, production to it. There's more sound effects. There's more background music. There's more, I mean, there's just more of everything. It's just louder, it's faster paced, and that's why... You feel yourself maybe getting bored when you watch an older show. There's not as much filling your ears and eyes and grabbing you for your attention every moment. There's not quick scene changes. There's not quick uh, all that kind of stuff. Multiple camera angles and everything like that. That also stands for video games. I got to think in the same way. Video games are the same way. Uh, I've got a little clip I want to put. I put together for you guys. Is it up? What is this? Pong. Thank you. Kip knows. Kip played it. In high school, I'm just joking, probably not high school. This, how many of you after two seconds would be bored out of your mind? This was one of my favorite games on the classic Atari. This is Pitfall and it has like endless levels and they're all like that. This was also my favorite because I'm a geometry guy. This is Tetris. Now this gets just a little bit more exciting but what do we see when we come up to Tetris now? We've gotten like 10 or 15 years. Now look! Look at this! We get full like 3D realistic gameplay. (laughs) We've got 3D worlds. Actual realistic worlds that you play in. We've got heads up displays. We've got live action. We've got all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Multiple controls, sound effects, music. Oh, that wasn't me, by the way, it was just a clip that I found. Do you see, where do you see the difference in that? We go from Pong, that had nothing going on except a little white dot that bounced back and forth. Like, that was it. And the sound effects when that was literally, I mean, that was it. And then you have Pitfall, which gets a little bit more sound effects. And then you get Tetris, which is a little, starts to get faster pace. And then we get the games. I mean, obviously there's a huge, gap in between but you see the games today that are fully immersive I can't play some of the games today because it takes 48 fingers to play these games and I'm thinking there's even some toe controls that you need in there I can't handle that I literally don't have the coordination because I haven't kept up with it it's nuts that's how things change our world has gotten so much faster paced so much louder so much noisy there's so much going on all right guys the hand holding is creeping me out just a little bit thank you (laughs) Now, I want you to listen. We have a, without a doubt, a media-obsessed culture. Who carries your phone around with you practically 24-7 except when it's on the charger and maybe you even have a pocket charger because you can't be without your phone for five seconds. A lot of you have your phones carried around. What are you constantly doing? You're constantly hearing that beep. You're checking it. You're checking it. You're checking it. You're checking it. All the time because we are so immersed in constant noise and connection and media. Hey, hey, guys, hey, guys, you're missing some very important points if you don't shut your we are constantly immersed in this stuff all day long all day long i want you to turn to first kings chapter 19 there's a point we're making here okay it's a good one so i want you to listen to it first kings chapter 19 and we're going to look at verse starting in verse 11 this is the lord speaking to elijah the prophet elijah "'Go out and stand before me on the mountain,' the Lord said to him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose.'" Does it sound like something loud, something crazy, something pretty uh, attention-getting, right? A windstorm that comes by that rips rocks out of a mountain? Pretty nuts. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, also pretty incredible pretty loud pretty shaky but the lord was not in the earthquake in verse 12 and after the earthquake there was a fire but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire I want you to listen to this and after the fire there was a sound of a gentle whisper when elijah heard it he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave all of that craziness going around a Eli- going on around elijah windstorm an earthquake and a fire and where where was god god wasn't in these terrible huge loud things god's making a point to him god wasn't in these huge loud things god was in the whisper god was in the whisper there are times in our lives when we have to quiet ourselves and listen because we are so fast-paced and we have so much going on around us, so much distracting us, so much pouring into our ears, so much noise that God could be banging pots and pans right beside you and you wouldn't even see Him. You wouldn't even notice. You wouldn't hear Him. And yet, that's not how God speaks to us. He doesn't scream in your ear. He doesn't yell at you. He doesn't trip you up. He doesn't pound you over the head. What does He do? He whispers he wants you to listen for him but what does that take that takes us slowing down and quieting ourselves and I'm speaking to you from experience here because it is very very hard for me to quiet my mind down for the very reason I'm talking to you about there's so literally so much going on in life so much pulling for our attention so much distraction so much noise that when we actually get some time to sit back read our bible pray stuff is constantly going off in my mind all the time and that takes practice and effort to quiet that down the enemy has done a masterful job of saturating our culture and our lives with so much noise that it makes it hard to hear god the devil's resources are finite he's not all-powerful he's not omniscient he's not all-knowing he's not omnipresent he's not everywhere at once like god is our enemy who the bible says roars uh prowls around like a like a a roaring lion looking for someone to devour he's not all powerful we have to allow him into our lives we have to show weakness and because he's not all powerful because he doesn't have unlimited resources what does he do He is the king of this world's system, our culture, our governments, all these things that he can uh, deceive and control and manipulate. You guys can't watch 95% of the stuff coming out of our entertainment industry without seeing that there's an enemy behind it. When I was a kid, you'd get one or two scary movies coming out around halloween that would be it that would be kind of that that would be the season for those scarier horror movies to come out and obviously you always have a subset that's always going but i'm talking about major release big theater release all that kind of stuff and now i literally i don't think i can look at a movie listing from a movie theater at any time throughout the entire year when there's not a new horror intense thriller kind of a movie out there the conjuring the Annabelle, I don't know whatever. I mean, there's just all kinds of just and I've seen previews for this stuff and I'm not saying That I'm a scaredy cat. I don't care. Like I really don't care. I used to watch that crap when I was a kid I'm just not into it anymore. I just don't care, but I see the previews for this and there's a there's a huge difference between what I'm seeing produced now the noise that's out there now and the stuff from when I was a kid That was violent, but it was like I don't, even know how to, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, there's a serious spirit behind the stuff that's being pushed out there now. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, we have an enemy out there, and the enemy is controlling and, and steering our culture in a bad direction. And so the noise is constantly growing and growing and growing. I'm going to show you something here. In uh, Matthew chapter 14, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 14. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to read a little chunk here. So, real quick, Jesus. Um, there was just the miracle where Jesus fed the five thousand. Right, lots of people got fed. Lots of he, he did, Jesus did amazing teaching, and he told his disciples, "Okay, that's all done. You guys go on ahead in the boat, and I'll meet you on the other side." Verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples go back into the boat and cross the other side of the lake while, they, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. At about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. Pretty incredible, right? When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. They didn't understand what they were seeing. They didn't understand what was happening. Verse 27, but Jesus spoke to them at once. He said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called him, Lord, if it, it really is you. I love Peter's boldness. I love it. If it really is you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. In verse 29, Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Now that, can you imagine that? Not only was Peter bold, but he actually stepped out of the boat. Can you imagine the first time you put your feet on the water and could stand? Man, that would be so cool. He started to walk on the water toward Jesus. But, say but, but when he saw And I'm going to just insert a word here. When he saw and heard, when he saw and heard the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and then began to sink. He was literally walking on the water toward Jesus. He was focused on Jesus. But all of a sudden, the noise starts to grab his attention. Look at me. Look at me. Do you see these huge waves? Do you feel this wind? The wind roaring, the waves splashing all around him, and all of a sudden he takes his eye off of Jesus and he begins to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted, and Jesus Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The disciples worshiped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. There's so much noise wind and waves and stuff going on around us all the time movies games phones tv friends all kinds of craziness going around us swirling around us all the time and if we're not careful we will completely miss that still small voice that whisper from god we will completely miss it if we're not careful i want you guys to do me a favor we're gonna do something real quick Just a little illustration, and then we're going to break down into our small groups. Colton, you're watching the time. I know I'm going to try not to rob us of too much time in our small groups because we have some really good questions to talk about tonight. Everybody, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine that you're seeking God for something, an answer to a question, to a problem, to an issue in your life, and you just want to hear from God. It's like, God, I need your help in this situation, this issue. Can you please just talk to me? Can you give me some wisdom? Can you... Can you give me a word to help me through this? And as you're spending time, and as you're praying, as you're seeking God, he's getting ready to whisper. You've been spending time, keep your eyes closed. You've been spending time... Did anybody hear me whisper? Didn't, did ya? Did anybody hear me whisper? I just gave you the answer to the problem that you have. I just gave you encouragement that will save you heartbreak. I just gave you something that you desperately need in your life and you couldn't hear it because of all the noise. Now there's noise in our life that we can't avoid And there's noise in our life that we need to put aside. There's some things we need to tune out, and there's some things we just can't tune out. God wants to tell you something. And he's not going to scream in your ear. He's not going to come at you in some loud, booming voice or some crazy wind or some huge vision, okay? Not that that's impossible, but... The vast majority of the time, that's not how we see God move in our lives, and that's not how we see Him answer questions. He's going to come at us in that still small voice, that voice that He puts on the inside of us, that voice that He whispers to us and says, "I'm with you. I will get you through this. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will never leave you or forsake you." To hear that still small voice, we need to be listening. We need to spend time with God every day reading his word, praying. I'm not saying to spend hours and hours a day doing this stuff. It can, be, it can just be a few minutes of prayer in the morning, a few minutes around your day. It can be some time in God's word. God, what do you have for me? What do you want to show me in your word today? Just take that time. And we need to tune out the noise. Let's go ahead and break down into our small groups. We've got some good discussion questions. We'll meet back here in about 10 or 12 minutes and worship together. Guests, you guys know where you're going. If you have any questions, you can uh, let me know or let your leader know, your group leader know.